Welcome back to Torah Psych 101. <clears throat> we just finished Yom Kippur and we're going straight into Sukkot, which often poses a dilemma for myself, as usually I try to process information and let things settle in. But it doesn't seem like we ever have too much time between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. It's only about four days where we have time to kind of like let all the messages from Yom Kippur set in. So I just wanted to set some, you know, tell over a few reflections. Um, and, you know, the revelation came to me by trying to undergo my own pursuit of happiness as we go into Zman Simcha Sena, which is what Sukkot is known for, the idea of Simcha, the idea of happiness. And thinking about what did I really gain from Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in particular, which just happened, um, and what is the sticking power? What what stuck from me uh, as a result of going through our Yom Kippur? So I think I, I came out of Yom Kippur with a, a feeling of content. Um, and then my daughter tells me, it's time for sukkahs. we got to build the sukkah. we got to get everything everything ready. And I went into full sukkah mode without realizing... Um, you know, what What did I accomplish from, from Yom Kippur? So I had to take some time to try to reflect on it. Um, so I think that this Yom Kippur in particular, I, I really felt something. I felt something different, and I felt that this was a time where I need to commit to capitalizing on relationships. And that's really, I think, what the Yom Kippur message for me internally was that my relationship with Hashem has grown so much, especially this year when I feel like I did so much of the davening this year. I, I um, led the davening for a few more parts than, than I ordinarily would. Um, and it really brought me closer to Hashem, a life of Torah and mitzvahs, and Avas Hashem in particular. So that's what made me think about this idea of reflecting on on capitalizing on relationships and realizing that what happens in the sukkah as we go into sukkahs shouldn't necessarily stay in the sukkah. It's not like Vegas. So after davening, and I think I spoke about this last time, the davening on Yom Kippur, we, we talk about the, uh, the tefillah of kihinei kairia, like we are in the hands of Hashem, like a curtain or like a pot, the uh, clay in the hands of the potter. And it really makes you feel sort of liberated that here we are, we're standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're standing in front of Hashem on the holiest of days, saying that we are totally subjugating ourselves to you, and that our lives is totally in your hands, and we're doing whatever we can, and the rest is up to you. And that led to a sense of really, like a big sense of internal happiness, that here I am, I, I'm doing what I can, I'm doing my best, and the rest is up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it made me feel much closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it made me reflect that this is a year of commitment that I'm going to commit to other relationships. And one of the things I discuss with my family is working on reaching out to other people who might be unaffiliated, people who don't claim their roots to be in Judaism, but to be in elsewhere and perhaps dedicating myself, and I'm not a cure professional, but dedicating myself to really reaching out to the unaffiliated. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's talking about 
the important things in life, and that's what we are supposed to get out of a Yom Kippur, quality Yom Kippur, going into Sukkot, where we're really realizing about Simcha. And Simcha doesn't come from having things. Things don't make people happy. It might make people happy for a very short term, but not the long term. And I recently read a study from Emory University that shows the correlation between the amount of money spent on the purchase of wedding rings and the longevity of that marriage. And the, the results were pretty astounding. That ladies' rings, wedding rings, that cost more than $20,000 were, if, if those people that spent the money on those wedding rings, they were three and a half times likely to more likely to divorce than others who spent less on their wedding rings. So basically, if we spend more money on relationships than on things, we would have a more favorable outcome. That's what I took out from this uh, study from Emory University. And on Sukkot, the Shalah Kaddish says that, you know, we should really focus on not things, but the relationships that we cultivate. In fact, he says that there shouldn't be any anger inside of the sukkah. And I believe that what happens inside of the sukkah does not stay inside of the sukkah. It's not like Vegas, like we talked about before. So we shouldn't get angry in the sukkah, and that's pretty profound. We need to strike while the iron's hot and capitalize on the commitments and the relationships that we established over Yom Kippur, the commitments and relationships that we have with Hashem, and they should extend into the relationships with others. Just one other thought. Um, during the Dafyomi last week, the Gemara and Be'a, which uh, Dafyomi learners just studied, were told that everything is preset for us between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur with the exception of three things, and that is paying tuition for your kids, expenditures for Shabbos, and expenditures for Yontav. So basically, if we cheap out of any of these three things, Hashem's going to set our ration at a lower rate. But if we spend more on these three things, then Hashem's going to give us more. And that's a pretty amazing concept, that Hashem is really telling us to focus on what's most important in life, and that is educating our kids and reconnecting with the beautiful Shabbos and Yontif expenditures, including great food and buying new clothes for, for our spouses. That's really what we need to focus on. Focus on the family. So the fast pace of going straight into Sukkot is really intentional. And the happiness that comes from being in the Sukkot shouldn't stay in the Sukkot as the Chag is over. We need to take these relationships to a whole new level, and this will lead to what Sukkot is supposed to be, and that is Zaman Simchasenu. Have an incredible Yantif, make it meaningful and productive.